That was a picture-perfect sound. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. That doesn't make any sense. Well, today's 291. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. John chapter 6 today, Eric. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's 71 magnificent verses that we get to read today, sir. <laughs> yeah. Chip's in a good mood. Always. By the time you all hear this, Chip will have won his marathon. Yep. Which is awesome. Won it for me. First place overall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With my name and my age and my <laughs> every height and weight. He's going to win the entire Chips to Fur Bungard yeah. uh, category. Can't wait. Sorry to, use your, sorry to use your legal name there. That's all right. All right. John chapter six, everybody. This first story is going to sound awfully familiar. Or maybe it will sound wonderfully familiar. Or maybe there are new listeners today. Welcome. Oh, welcome, all you new folks. Go back and read yesterday, or listen to yesterday, and the day before, and 288 days before that as well. Yes, So please. day 291, John chapter 6. I know you're sick of waiting. I know you've already fast-forwarded. So let's get going. Oh, okay. Jesus feeds the 5,000. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Well, Philip then replied, even if we work for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God... And he distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled the twelve baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Jesus walks on the water. That evening, Jesus' disciples, they went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake towards Capernaum. Soon a gale swept upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed for three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, uh, but they called out to them. Uh, but he called out to them, saying, "Don't be afraid, I am here." Then they were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. Jesus, the bread of life. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat, and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into their boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. 
For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. They replied, We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. Mm. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I've come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given to me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, Stop complaining about what I said, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and at the last day I'll raise them up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I who have been sent from God have seen him. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. (laughs) So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the... I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate manna, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Many disciples desert Jesus. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you don't believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, That is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe, and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I choose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. All right. That's a reading. Good chapter. Yeah, they're all good chapters. So, 
So, so what? So what? What do we do with this? It's a great question. Well, again, no shortage of stories yeah. to jump off of and application just all through oh, yeah. uh, the, the Gospels and the New Testament. So um, I really fixated a little bit on the fact that many disciples deserted Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. So they abandoned him. They left him. And then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, here's the question. Here's the question for you, mm-hmm. our takeaway today. Are you also going to leave? Mm-hmm. So it is possible to abandon Jesus, mm-hmm. to walk away from Jesus. Now, now, if you have accepted Jesus as your Savior and, you know, you've, and it's the real deal, you know, that kind of thing, um, uh, God will never leave you nor forsake you. But there was a time in my life where I, I accepted Jesus, and then I turned and walked away from Jesus. Yeah, likewise. I never doubted my salvation. Um, you know, uh, at that point, you know, but, and I didn't doubt that God left me or he didn't love me, but I know that I was doing something that was wrong, and it was evident to me, but I still wanted to do my own thing. Right. And by his grace and mercy, he just kept pursuing me, and that was awesome. He's going to let me walk away. Right. He's going to let you walk away. He's going to let you know anyone walk away and desert him, abandon him. But that doesn't mean he's not there. Mm-hmm. And when you hit bottom, he's there and you can turn to him. And so I think it's important to know that it's possible. It is very possible for us to abandon him, desert him, and walk away from him, even as believers in Jesus. So we got to be very careful and realize the cost. We talked about this a few weeks ago that the cost is high, and I think what people don't realize is that when they sign up to follow Jesus, like it's not a joy ride, mm-hmm. you know. That's right. I mean, it, it, there's joy that comes with it, but it's just not all like yeah. fun and games. Take up your cross, not, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're you're signing up, you know, you're stepping mm-hmm. up to the plate, and, right. and you're taking fastballs and curveballs and all kinds of things are thrown at you. And but the good news is, is that He's there with you to guide you, lead you, and it's it's there's nothing like it. But there is a chance that if you don't um, stick to him, stay with him, that you could abandon him. And people do. And maybe you have kids that have done that now. And I would say, uh, or kids or grandkids, I know, um, you know, many of you, you know, you treat your grandkids, you know, so close and you, they, you care for them and uh, just pray for them. Pray that they would come back. Pray because God's there. Mm-hmm. He loves them. Yep. That they'll turn around and see him and, and that they would come back to him. So mm-hmm. that's the takeaway today. Love it. Love it. Okay, so what does this tell us about God? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it tells us a lot about God. But the thing I want to hone in on today is this idea of um, the oneness of God, yet Christ is submissive to the Father. So he's been sent by the Father on this mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like uh, this phrase we use theologically is the the economy of the Trinity, yep. right? So the, the economic view of the Trinity is that um, Father, Son, and Spirit are all eternal, all God, the Godhead, all one, all Yahweh. And Christ is, so then you've got the Father who is economically placed above the Son, who's economically placed above the spirit, though all are equal, they are humble to themselves. And so um, we see that here, you know? And I just, you know, you can't overlook the theology of this stuff because John, the book of John is so full of it, you know? And the idea of 
full of theology, Chip. Yeah. Not full of it. <laughs> Thank you. No, I got you. Uh, the idea of like looking back at the Old Testament, every time someone sees God, it's the second person, right? Because the Spirit doesn't manifest right. that way. And Jesus says right here, not that anyone's ever seen the Father, only I who was sent from God have seen him. So, yeah. uh, you know, by by laying aside his godhood, he's able to come and do this. And so we just see this picture of the ec- the economy of the Trinity, the second person being brought forth from the first person, the Father. So hmm. very interesting stuff. Yeah. Very uh, academic-minded, but I think it is important to use our minds, right, to love God with all of our heart, soul, uh, our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so... Um, we have to give thought to these things. We so. do. Yeah, so that's what we see about God we today, do. on this very thank day. Thank you. Day 291. And thank fact. you for joining us today. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to keep going. And if you All right. need to get your Chip and Eric coffee mug, yes, now's a good time to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be wonderful mm-hmm. to see. It's, it is coffee mug season. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, maybe and we, hot chocolate. Maybe we need tumblers. <laughs> Like coffee, like big yeah. coffee mugs, like well, that's fine. Like to go mugs. Yeah, we can. Somebody can figure that out. Yeah, yeah, hot chocolate with like the little bitty marshmallows. Yep, we can get marshmallow fluff. I was gonna say in there, marshmallow fluff yeah. is superior. That's to, fine. for hot chocolate. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, there's many choices. Yeah, yeah, and we'll just be here with our A and W zero sugar until they run out, unless you know, of course, people bring us some in our Altoids. Yeah, in our fake plant. We do just is that, that a fake plant? Yeah, or is it real? No, I water. I come up here every yeah, day. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's you have so much free time. Yeah, that's right. Hey, we got to go. Oh, shoot. You're right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>